This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The iconic rock band Aerosmith kicks off its fall residency in Las Vegas tomorrow at the MGM Grand. I spoke with guitarist Brad Whitford when the band rocked MGM National Harbor near DC in 2019, and I gotta say it was one of the coolest concerts I've seen. Hey, thank you, Jason. Now, this tour at MGM National Harbor, it's going to be awesome. Um, you guys are one of the biggest rock bands in history, but MGM's, relatively speaking, an intimate setting compared to a lot of, you know, you guys could sell out stadiums. What do we got in store here? What makes this tour a little different from, from past ones, if any of our listeners have seen you guys before? Well, we, you know, as you know, we've been doing a residency in Las Vegas and um, before MGM, and um, we're just trying to bring a little bit of what we're doing out there in their Las Vegas casino to um, to National Harbor, so it'll be a little, you know, it'll be some fun things. There's a very um, a great piece of uh, video that we show everybody that's a little bit historical uh, and kind of showing different things about over over almost 50 years of uh, doing what we do. So you you get a little bit of insight into each guy in the band and. Um, it's really fun. People seem to really enjoy it. And then, of course, we play. That's the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I definitely don't want to spoil the whole set list, but I assume we're gonna we're gonna hear. You know, could you rattle off a couple we might hear? Some of the the, the go tos. <laughs> oh gosh, I mean, we, we we do a little. Um, we mix up a few things on the set on a daily basis, or or on a show basis, but. Um, uh, it's a little bit, you know, we, we always do a little bit of stuff we did in the early days and and right up to today. And sometimes we change it a little bit, uh, just more more for ourselves, I think, than the audience. But um, the audience always enjoys it. So we always kind of have a few surprises. Sometimes I don't know what, sometimes the song will be like, 10 minutes before we go on, oh, we're going to do this song. It's like, oh, okay. I think I remember that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you guys have, you know, four or five, I guess five decades of of hits. Not many bands can can say that, you know, (laughs) chart-topping hits over multiple decades. So you have a lot to choose from. Um, What a – take me – me back to the very the very beginning. Um, I know the band formed around you know sixty nine seventy the original three, and then you joined I think in in nineteen seventy one. But that was still before your first record deal. So you were in there on the the ground floor of that original uh, quintet, if you will. Um, how how exactly did that come about? Did you did you see did they post like you know an ad for it, or did you like what was your in, in, intro to the band there? How did you actually hook up with those guys? Well, it, it's a it's a it's a uh... It's kind of a fun story. I mean, I was I was playing in 
in this other band. I didn't even know I didn't know Joe or Tom or I didn't know any I didn't know anything about them. Um, but the guys I was playing with would talk about them because they were they were friendly, and they would once in a while mention Aerosmith. And um, so uh, we in the summer of '71. This group I was with, we went up to Sunapee to play a show up there, and uh, I guess the word was out that um, it, that Joe Perry and, and Tom Hamilton came to see us play. So that's when I first met uh, Tom and Joe, and uh, about a week later, I got a call from Joe, and you know, like, hey, what are you doing? You want to hang out? <laughs> And we did. We 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 became friends, and um, and shortly after that, he start he talked about me being in you know wanting wanting to be in Aerosmith. That's what Joe wanted to do, and uh, so I said, "Hey, that's great, but I don't know anything about you. I've never seen you play, and so I can't really say." When can I come see you play? So we did that. We went. Uh, I went to see them play uh, up in uh, Menden, Massachusetts, and I was like, "Oh my God, these guys are great!" <laughs> so that was it. I uh, I signed on the dotted line in August 1971, and uh, and that's how it happened. That's awesome. First impression of Steven Tyler when you first met him. Oh, you know what? He he. Um, I guess my first impression was he was, uh, you know, I got this guy is, is definitely a rocker because he's always been uh, very conscious of, you know, his clothing and his appearance. So he had a very, you know, he just he just looked he looked like a rock star when we were a long way from anything like that. But <laughs> he had a he, he had a great uh, a great presence and uh, he just. He just dressed badass, and um, and quite obviously just uh, an amazing uh, vocal talent. So he's a, he's an incredible musician. He's got the he's got you know per- perfect pitch, and uh, he really knows how to listen to music um, and dissect it. He's you know very. It was really cool meeting him. Similar question about Joe Perry. You know, you guys are both there on the guitars. What's it been like riffing with him over the years? Or, you know, what, some, or something that, you know, we, we might not know as casual listeners, but, you know, just you and him on the guitars together. Just speak to your chemistry together, <laughs> plus strengths. Oh, well, we, we just, we had a instantaneous chemistry. And, um, and you know, it's just one of those things that worked. It didn't, we didn't, um, we didn't have to really work at it. We just sort of naturally fell into each other's type of playing, and uh, uh, it was it was easy. It was really easy. So, and he was just coming up with all these amazing riffs that you know eventually turned into you know our first album and Get Your Wings. And I mean, he just has this ability to come up with these badass licks. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, something maybe people don't know, but if Joe Perry invites you over and he's going to cook, you make sure you're there because he's a culinary master. <laughs> oh, right. So both yeah, kind of yeah. like if, Joe, if Joe's doing barbecue or Thanksgiving and he invites you, it's like, oh, man, you're, you know you're going to be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot That's a- Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, all right. So you mentioned, you know, he was just fiddling around, showing a bunch of riffs, you know, before. And then all of a sudden, I guess you got your, you know, you're signed by Columbia. You get that self-titled debut album in 73. Um, and of course, that has Dream On. But I, I, a lot of people today forget that that wasn't like a big hit at the time, right? Didn't it take some time? Um, oh. Did you? But did you? Um, I know it's been forever. But try to mentally take us back in the recording studio on that one. Did you sense that it, it maybe this thing bigger? Like the audiences aren't getting it yet, but this thing is is a masterpiece. Uh, I don't think we felt. Not at that time. Um, just it was a good song, but not at that time. We, you know, um, it didn't feel like it was going to be uh, uh, such a classic that probably lived for many, many, many decades. Um, you just knew it was a good song, and uh, um, the 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 thing. It's crazy that song. It's just it has become that kind of tune that's just going to go on forever. Absolutely, great lyrics. Great song with really cool arrangement. It's very song-like. It's not just a jam. <laughs> very well right, constructed. Right. I mean, we spent a lot of time constructing the guitar parts, and, and uh, but you know when we did that, we were. I mean, we, we recorded that. I'm surprised it sounds so good. I mean, we were actually using equipment that some of it was made out of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was so. Um, unlike anything that we have today for recording. That's wild. Uh, but it survived. Yeah. It survived technology, and it survived on people's ears, and you know, we're, we're very proud of that one. Awesome. And then I know, um, I guess by the third album, really, really blew up, because I think that had Walk This Way and Sweet Emotion. Any memories you can share of, you know, from a guitarist perspective of the first time you hear that, like, that's got to feel good on the fingers. <laughs> well, that's just another example of Joe Perry coming up with these these licks. And that was, you know, and that was born out of that. And uh, we had a couple of different things and couple of different ideas and it's like hey this part might work with that part and sure enough it did and next thing you know um we had a sort of an afternoon off i think it was and Stephen came back from seeing young frankenstein and he goes i got the title for the song <laughs> we're gonna call it walk this way right because that's what igor tells him right and he's like no walk this way <laughs> yeah yeah exactly 
That's awesome. Um, any tidbit you can can provide on on sweet emotion because that's been you know that's one of my favorites over the years. Yeah, that um, now that's that's Tom Hamilton um, who came up with all of that music, and uh, he he um, comes up with just great stuff. And you know that that intro, that bass intro, is very difficult to play. It sounds quite simple; it just kind of rolls along, but. You know, I've seen other people try to play it and they can't do it. <laughs> Even Sting couldn't get it. <laughs> so it's very cool. It's a very cool. It's 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 so great to still hear these songs on the radio. But you know, when you first hear it, that is um, that is uh, like really um, really cool. The first time you hear the stuff on the radio, and just you're just like slipping out. Especially if it's one you wrote, like I know you wrote Last Child and Kings and Queens. Like, talk about hearing hearing on the radio songs that you yourself, you know, would were right. Yeah, it was just it's it's just great. It's a, you, that is the rush of rushes when your music gets played on the radio, and it and it continues to happen today. You know, when I hear it today, I still have the same same. Uh, I get the same vibe. I get the same feeling. That's awesome it's that you still get that rush. It probably never goes away. Um, I know there was a brief, you guys sort of, there was a brief breakup or change of lineup like in the late 70s. I know uh, Joe Perry left in like 79 and you left in, in 81. Um, how long were you actually gone and, and what, what sort of caused that sort of breakup and then getting the band back together? Because I know by like the early to late 80s, you guys were, you know, back together and crushing it, you know, with Run DMC and stuff. But what happened in that little breakup period? No, actually, what happened in uh, in that in that period? I mean, we were we were um, had been I would say overworked and overstimulated with uh, uh, the whole drug scene and stuff. We were very uh, we were a little bit shattered there, and it was just a little fight. Um, it was silly, and uh, but Joe was like Joe kind of was like I gotta get out of here, and uh, it seemed like to him things were going downhill, but. Uh, he he left a, actually 1980. I left about a year later, and um, we uh, was basically Joe was working on the Joe Perry project, which I actually worked with him a bit on that, and I did some other studio stuff uh, for some other musicians. And otherwise, I was kind of on break, and uh, we, we we got back together in the it was like the 83, 84, right, right around that time period. Uh, the wounds were healed, and and uh, we said, let's just try this again, and it worked. Well, you didn't, <laughs> you, yeah, you didn't just try; you succeeded. So many more hits since, and uh, all the way through, like decades and decades, and rock and roll and fame, and it goes on and on. Uh, I know you're running up against the clock, so we appreciate you taking the time, Brad Whitford. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, man, thank you very much, Jason. You had a great time. All right. And I hope to see you at the show. <laughs> yeah, see you out there. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, man. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.